Welcome back to Medrash Maisa, sharing a story for this week's Parsha, Parsha's Truma. One of the first residents in the neighborhood of Gilo wrote the following story, recounting something that he experienced with Rav Mordechai Yehozatzal, the famous Rav Dayan Rosh Hashiva Posek and Mekubal. The neighborhood of Gilo right now is a very large developed neighborhood with many shuls, kolalim, yeshivas. But, he said, when we first started out in the neighborhood, there was no shul at all. Now, it takes time, and the city had said that there was planning and there would be a shul, but time went on and on, and work on the shul had not begun. This man said that he started up a minion in his house, but it soon became too crowded. They needed something bigger, and Yom Naroim were approaching. So he said, we can try to put up a caravan, which is a temporary modular type of structure, because there are a lot of empty lots that the city's not using right now. But before doing so, they wanted to get the approval of Rav Mordechai Eliyahu. Rav Eliyahu took it very seriously. He asked them to bring the maps and to look at the maps of the neighborhood. And he pointed and he said, build it here. And so they did. They gathered money, and they bought the materials, and they put up this temporary structure before Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah, it was entirely full. On Yom Kippur, people were standing around the outside. They tried to expand it even more for Sukkot, and then they started to get notices from the city. There was what's called the Tzav Harisa, an order to destroy, basically, um, the structure, right, to demolish it. And uh, it came with a penalty that was going to grow over time. Now, those responsible for this shul were what's called an amuta. An amuta is when you have a non-profit organization here, there's a group of people who are kind of like the board of governors, let's say, and they're responsible for it. Most of the people became very afraid of the repercussions, and they resigned from the amuta, leaving only this gabai, the first resident we mentioned, as the only member of the Amuta, the letters came and they got more threatening. He went running to Rav Mordechai Eliyahu. Rav Eliyahu said, don't worry about anything. You just keep on running the shul. You're protected. Nothing will happen. The fine rose to the sum of 400,000 shekel, which was a huge amount of money. It still is now, but even then, much, much more. And... The letter said that this man, the sole member of the Amutah, the Gabbai, would be held responsible for this personally. If he didn't pay, they would take his house away, it would foreclose, and he would have to do time in jail. Again, he went to Rav Mordechai Eliyahu, who again reassured him that nothing would happen. It came time for a court case. He had to appear in court. The judge was very hostile, and the judge laid at Tzav Harisa in order of destruction, right, of uh, demolition in front of him. And he said, you must sign on this now. If not, you will have to pay that entire fine. Your house will be taken and you will do jail time. He said, I'm not going to sign on an agreement to destroy a shul. The man asked for a 10-minute recess. He went running out to a phone and tried to call Rav Mordechai Eliyahu. He couldn't reach him. The 10 minutes were over. He walked back into the courtroom. He told his lawyer, I want to address the judge myself. The lawyer said that he did not recommend this. This judge, as we said, was extremely hostile and would be like putting gasoline onto the fire. Nonetheless, he could hear Rav Mordechai Eliyahu's words in his ears, that you go ahead and you will be protected. 
He spoke from his heart to the judge. He said, everyone agrees that there's supposed to be a shul, a Beit Knesset, in a neighborhood in Yerushalayim. For some reason, the city's dragging its feet and not providing it. This is Mamun Tzibur. This is money that was collected from those people in the neighborhood who wanted a shul. We don't want to keep it there forever. We'll be happy to take it apart and move it away as soon as a proper shul is built for us to daven in. Somehow this touched the judge's heart. He lowered the fine to 5,000 shekel, which could be paid out in payments and wouldn't be connected to this man personally. And he said the case would be reviewed again in two years, by which time hopefully a shul would be built. In this week's parsha, we learn that the main construction of the Mishkan, the spiritual foundation, was me'es kol isha libo. The contributions that were given from the heart of the people. I don't know where this shul ended up, where this community ended up, where this gabai ended up. But if someday I am in Gilo and I'm able to walk into the current incarnation of that shul, I would really love to dive in there because this was a place that was built with Messiris Nefesh, with love, with asking the Eitzah of Hagodol Yisrael and receiving his bracha. He told them to build it there and that nothing would happen, and so it was. Maybe bizachet to the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash, of that Mikdash Gadol, right, which is a composition, so to speak, of all the Mikdash Mat, of all the small Batei Mikdash, the shuls and Batei Medrash that Am Yisrael have built throughout their history. Bimheru Biyameinu. Have a wonderful Shabbos.